Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Hi, we got... okay, we're all here. Yes, Welcome back to the Schmeepcast, all you friendly, bright-eyed potential felons. My name is Adam. My name's Jack. And I'm today I'm we TJ. have... Yeah. yeah. We have our special guest, TJ, here today to talk about Kanto. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say how thankful we are for the high regards from episode one. We, uh, we had a lot of fun putting it together, and we'll try to keep the quality on the rise. Um, so today's episode is going to be a, a look back at Pokemon Kanto edition. Uh, and we'll explain that later, but Jack, you wanted to ask me something about a recent show I watched? Well, so yeah, in the last podcast, we not only talked about Ant-Man, but we also, I brought up Broadchurch, and you brought up your Sprite addiction. And <laughs> since the last episode was recorded, you actually watched the show, so why don't you, like, what, what what's your thoughts? Uh, you watch all of it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the whole, like, it, it really is kind of like a long episode of Scooby-Doo, as I mentioned, but yeah, yeah. a lot more dark, like way sure. darker. Yes. Um, made me feel things for the main characters in the first episode. Um, yeah. I didn't think I could resonate with a character who like dies two seconds into the first episode, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Right. Uh, I would suggest it. Just showing right. that you can trust my my recommendation. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, the uh, a look back at Pokemon series. The gist is we're going to rate specific categories of each generation of Pokemon games, such as following uh, Pokemon design, rivals, difficulty, impact on the franchise, gyms, storyline, post game, movies and the region or game as a whole. And so, without further ado, would you guys like to pick your starter? That's, that's you, TJ. You can do that. Yeah, let me pull up my list. I'd say we should probably start on... And just, just by the way, like we tried to set up kind of a, uh, a format in the last episode with like the main topic and then the subtopics were something that we brought in together. Yeah. This one, we might not have that because we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. And, like, Ant-Man was just, like, a movie review. This one is, like, running over an entire game that takes, like, a while to beat. So, yeah, it's a little bit more. This, this could be well over an hour, I think. We'll see. So, we might not have the side topics here just to save time. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, then, I say we should most likely start off with the storyline okay uh for me i gave that a two out of ten wow uh the game got its two points in this category from me uh from the two big plot twists it had uh being giovanni having been the eighth gym leader and gary being the champion aside from that there's not really much of a solidified storyline so there's not much to go over there I'm actually in quite the opposite direction. I really? chose to uh, give it a 9 out of 10 <laughs> in the storyline. And it's the opposite. Yes, that is. All right. This is going to be interesting. I felt that the minimalistic story was sort of a perfect thing that just, it connected every single part of the game, but it was in a way that it wasn't too overbearing and you can still explore. But then you also had, like the story wasn't very linear. It didn't really tell you what to do. You sort of had to figure it out through right. exploration. And that's why I liked, because you got to explore the whole region. And as you explored, you sort of unraveled the story. Yes, I think I would go in between you guys on this one. It's been a while since I've actually like played this game like in full. The actual but I think I'd go with like a probably a six or a seven, maybe more on the six side. I feel like it was good, it was simple, it gave you reasons, like you knew where you were gonna be, it like you're like, oh, you got to go move this Snorlax, so you get to progress through this storyline. You got to go fight this guy, get the Pokey Flute or whatever. Like, it gave you reasons to go from point A to point B. I don't think the like the morals or anything are like life changing, or you don't. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I feel like it's it's a solid storyline for like the first iteration of the game. When yeah. Really know what they want to do with it. Yeah, I can see that. I was more so like, I guess it was bad of me to do that, but I guess I was comparing it more so to like other games. I yeah. guess my thoughts, like, for most of my ratings are more so, like, putting them up against the other games. 
Um, that's fair. So, so that's how I'm rating mine. TJ's rating his on how that game, like how these games specifically did on their own. And um, Jack's also sort of doing TJ's kind of thing. Well, okay. So let's, let's mention for the people, like our kind of connection to Pokemon. Because, okay, yeah. so I'll give you guys an example. For me, when I was younger, I played these games so much. It was pretty much all I did. Um, but over like the past couple of years, it's, I've kind of fallen off with it. So I'm a little bit more unfamiliar. Like, like if we would have done this when I was like 10 years old, I would be rambling on nonstop. But since then I've just kind of fallen off. I especially haven't played this game in forever. Um, so just like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, what about you guys? In that regard? For me, I've like been off and on on Pokemon for like most of my life. Like I've gone onto a game, off of a game, because I would get one every time one a new one would come out. Since I think Gen Four, um, Gen Three, I think I played a little bit of because my older brother had it, and that was my first introduction. Actually, Pokemon Ranger was my first introduction to that game, mm-hmm. which was a strange, way way different game style. Yeah, a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I really liked the idea of all these monsters and everything. And I was like, I want to know everything about these. I want to be, I want to know everything about them. And so I would research them and go on websites and look them up. I have a poke, I have like several Pokemon handbooks at my house. Um, I'm a big fan of Pokemon. Yeah. So you know a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, TJ, how are you in this? Like, my relation to Pokemon is sort of, it's sort of strange because I've never bought any of the games until recently. I've sort of, like, all got them lent from friends, and I've just sort of kept them. My first game was the Fire Red Leaf Green type games. And I that those are, like, the only ones I had for, like, six plus years. Then I got Pearl. So I've sort of skipped over most of the regions, and I haven't really played any of the newer games. <laughs> yeah. but, like, I've just, I've killed these older games. Like, I've spent tons of hours on them. <laughs> and, I, and I love them. They're it's, that's like, that's like the, my biggest handheld game I've ever played. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a definite like winning platform. Yeah. The way that mm-hmm. they formulated it is really, really well done. That's why it's so well loved. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to mention that so people like knew like kind of our background on this yeah, game. Yeah, like our they, like, mm-hmm. So like, like I with, like the structured stuff. I'm so obsessed with Pokemon that I know like type advantages. You could throw them at me at any moment. Uh I I don't know the weights and heights of Pokemon. That's about where it ends. I just know I that mean, some of them you could probably guess. Like this one's, this it's one's hard big. to guess, man. This one's <laughs> like big. Voltor being like two feet. <laughs> it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, all but right. Continuing with like the storyline discussion, from like my perspective, I view the storyline as sort of like a way to like push the gameplay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. The storyline is not there to be like the front and center thing it's just there to enhance the gameplay yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I, yeah I see what you mean well like actually just kind of on topic for us we've been playing the pokemon planet game yes on computer mm-hmm. which is effectively what it comes down to is somebody basically made a mod that's a ton of the regions of pokemon where you can go around you can walk around you can catch pokemon you can progress through the game beat the gym leaders but it doesn't really have that storyline aspect yeah. that the other yeah. games have. So it's, it makes it really like interesting. We can actually compare what the game is with its story and what it is without yeah. it. Yeah, and, it's very interesting. Um, so it, it's like fun. Like It's not like the best game ever because it's like you'll go to the Team Rocket base and you'll just talk to a guy as opposed, like, and get like a, an item or whatever that you need. As opposed to going there and you like fight a bunch of guys and you solve puzzles. Yeah. Um, yeah. The puzzle so room like... straight up doesn't work. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it just, all the moving oh, tiles and such are busted, but it is a fantastic game. And I, yeah, I, so, for yeah, what it does, that's what allows us to really like, un, like look at what's yeah, the importance sure. of the story. And I think it is like really important for this game, like getting you places. Cause literally without the storyline, you progress through the gyms differently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I'm thinking about it, without the storyline, it removes the like linear setup of yeah. said game. It yeah. takes away, you know, the constant patterns of newer games where you say, 
uh, go this gym, then this gym, then this gym. You go only in order. Yeah. The only one that I've seen really break that pattern in recent years has been Gen 4 where, you know, you can go to the fifth gym third or something. Yeah. So that's kind of the, yeah, the, the storyline does a good job in this game, especially of giving it like structure. Yeah. Telling yeah. you where to go, following it. And yeah, it's kind of, but to me, it also sort of like, you don't have to follow the storyline exactly. Like there's still a lot of areas you, you can explore. Like you can get all three legendary birds before you even go to the elite four. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's that great. is pretty impressive to get legendaries, but well, they do those in newer games too, where you're able to. That's actually a main pattern in newer games is that you go and catch, say, Giratina before you go to the Elite Four. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, in these games, these areas are like they're not located. They're not like marked on your map. Like the the abandoned power plant, you just sort of have to like look for it and find it. And I yeah, love, I love that. It, it never tells you to go there. Yeah. Yep. Cool. You guys right. want to move on to the next topic? Sure. Yeah. All right. The next topic is difficulty. All so right. the difficulty in this game, I gave a 9 out of 10 based on the fact that with what it does, the grind is intense for me uh, as a player of some of the newer games where the content is a little more eased, I guess. Uh, the grinding is a little bit easier in recent, in the most recent Pokemon generations, such as Gen 6 and Gen 7, due to the implementation of... Uh, the exp share having all six pokemon gain exp from it yeah yeah they uh, go individually training each pokemon yeah. yeah yeah and for gen one especially that one was very difficult you know the the grind for that game was much more integral because yeah, the leveling just kept going it got yeah. more difficult yeah. as time progressed and we're re- i'm certainly feeling that right now in pokemon planet yeah <laughs> it's a lot of grinding yeah yes so tj you want to go next or you want me to uh i i'll i'll go ahead cool i gave one full t and eight out of ten so yeah. pretty much up there with uh adam i yeah. pretty much eight or nine out of ten is pretty much what i would say too yeah and the yeah. fact that the e- you to get the exp share you have to have like 50 plus pokemon that you caught Mm-hmm. Like just getting to a spot where you can grind reasonably is super challenging. Yeah. Also, I've beaten the Elite Four once out of like my many playthroughs. Yeah. 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 It's, hard. it's, it's the Elite Four is freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say an eight probably difficulty wise. One mm-hmm. other thing you guys didn't really mention about like difficulty that comes to my mind is like this is this is the first generation obviously like the original 151 if you want like a type to counter other pokemon you don't have a lot of choices in this yeah yeah which, which adds a little bit of difficulty like yeah okay so this gym leader has this type yeah Psychic basically type i have there. to choose between yeah. this pokemon or this pokemon in order to actually stand a chance against them especially yeah. early on like yeah, most of the pokemon you get early on are bug type mm-hmm. yeah normal type and then yeah, yeah. In order to efficiently play the game and go through quickly, not to say that you would do that because Mm. it's a classic and you don't want to rush through a classic, uh, you would want to have played it already and known where the Pokemon are so that you can be prepared for the next task ahead. Say if you were going to fight Sabrina, there's legitimately maybe a few viable options for that and maybe Beedrill and Ghastly. Ghastly being the more difficult choice because you can't really get Gengar unless you have friends. Yeah. And not a lot of people had that garage friend that they hung out with back then. And speaking of difficulty, her gym is just <laughs> unfair. It's also, the one that's... where you teleport around and there is no way to know where you're going. You just have to get lucky. It's stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Also, yeah. That... You know, fighting beats Psychic, right? Fighting does not beat Psychic. Psychic beats yeah. Fighting. Okay, good. Brains over Brawn. Yeah. Right after you beat Sabrina, you get the chance of getting a, Hit- a Hitmonlee or a Hitmonchan. Really? Yeah, you can huh. just... You have to beat everybody in the Fighting Dojo, and then they're like, you choose which one you want. Huh. Oh, no. Yeah. Interesting. That's why we have you here. <laughs> we don't know everything about these games. All right. um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would call it the Dark Souls of Nintendo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. TJ just hates that analogy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not the <laughs> not true. But uh, all right. Yeah. So we mentioned like, gyms, though. 
Do we yeah. want to move on to that next topic, or did you have more to say? I was going to say, if we're mentioning, like, the original originals, I'd say the difficulty might go down a little bit, just because psychic Pokemon are so busted in that one. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Special attack and defense were one thing. Yeah, that definitely... Yeah, that, that certainly fits into the difficulty range. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, uh, I feel that I was I, that might be like the only rating that will be higher on my end than TJ. Yeah, because most sure, of yeah. mine are. Well, actually, no. There's one more. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we mentioned gyms. So yeah. moving on to gyms, then. Uh, I gave gyms an 8 out of 10. Uh, Koga's invisible walls and Giovanni's moving platforms were really the only decent puzzles in the gyms. But in their defense, it was the first game and their first crack at the concept, so I can't be too hard on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. I'd say around like a 6 for me. My rating, I believe, it was, mine was an 8, yeah. All right. Yeah. Gyms were good. Some of them were pretty simple, like Brock and Misty's gym. You really, mm-hmm. you can walk by the trainers. Yeah, you can. Just walk up to the uh, gym leaders. Yeah, for the first couple. They do that in like some of the other games, but that was the first one to pioneer it because it was the first game. Yeah. But there are a couple other ones that, like, I like Lieutenant Surge's ideas of you have to find the switches, but that was also yeah. just kind of annoying. Yeah. Keep that's, where, that's why mine drops a few points. Some of them are just annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's like, is just not, it's just not even fair. It's a little inconvenient. Yeah. Sabrina's was hard. Yeah. Um, as soon Giovanni's as, like, wasn't bad. when we started replaying Pokemon Planet, and I hadn't played this game in forever, as soon as I walked into Sabrina's gym, I'm like, I remember this place. I hate it. Because yeah. it's not fun. It's just a step on a platform and hope you go to her. Like, it takes a yeah, while. Yeah, that is pretty much There's a, a gym somewhere in the uh, Hoenn region that does that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the electric... Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You fall through holes and then you have to... I would rather it be skill-based as opposed to getting lucky. I I mean, you would like Blaine's gym then, the seventh gym. I like getting there. You have to unlock it first. And to unlock it, you have to explore the Pokemon Mansion. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you're exploring it. You're learning about like Mew and Ditto and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little backstory. I do... I do love that whole lore behind that game, too, yeah. is that Ditto is, like, sort of a failed version of Mew. I guess that's yeah. sort of the lore behind it. I don't know if that's genuine. I think, yeah, th- d- yeah Ditto's, like, a failed Mew, too, and that's why it can transform into any Pokemon. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, also, but like, the, the burnt down, like, the burnt mansion is just, like, a cooler area. It's not, like, forced on you. Mm-hmm. Well, it technically is, since you have to explore it for the key. Yeah. But it sort of is like a cool little area on Cinnabar Island. And then Blaine's Gym, it's kind of simple. All you have to do is answer trivia correctly, and then you yeah, get yeah. to Yeah, that's cool. So that one is a little more skill-based, but the stuff you have to answer really isn't that tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So actually mentioning... So what was your rating, guys? Just so we um, know. I think mine was the same as yours. It was Yeah, I, I said six. He said eight. Okay. Um, so we actually mentioned Mewtwo in there. You want to talk to our local movie fanatic who, did you ever watch the movie last night? Yeah, so I, I rewatched it. Like, that's basically what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm like, I think they have the majority of the actual in-game knowledge and mechanics down. So I thought just because I'm a big movie guy, I'd rewatch uh, the movie. I rewatched the Pokemon, the movie 2000, which is the, or no, no, I, that was... No, that's not the one I watched. Yeah, that's the Lugia YouTube. movie. The Lu- is the Lugia one part of that Gen 2? Because I almost watched that one, too. Uh, the Lugia no, movie is, is... I thought that it was Gen 2. Yeah, it is Gen I, 2. I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, so... I remember... Yeah, I rewatched Pokemon the movie with Mewtwo, where all I think about whenever I think about that movie is, like, the emotion towards the end. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some brutal stuff. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's pretty it crazy. crazy. Uh, yeah, so I like it a lot. I I think it's a really it's a solid movie. I I always think like the Pokemon stuff is fun. Like the TV show, like it gets a little formulaic with what goes on. It's like starts off Ash finds a problem or like sees a Pokemon or whatever, and then Team Rocket comes in, mixes it up somehow, and then he ends up beating him. And then 
they blast off again, and then the episode's over. Yeah, but I think I think that's still fun. I think this one, like this movie specifically, mixes it up. Mewtwo's like a scary guy. He's a pretty good like villain in this movie, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's fun. It's just like a yeah. kind of an elongated episode of the first generation, um, which I think was done like really well. It's a lot, I think it's good. Yeah, I gave it a ten out of ten in the category actually. Oh. Because I think a lot of people can agree that this game and point of the series had one of the most memorable childhood movies in mm-hmm. Pokemon the movie. And yeah, that, yeah, the scene with the freezing or whatever that. Oh yeah, where he turns to stone. That oh. was <laughs> so rips people apart. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably yeah. give it like a seven. I'd say. Yeah, that's why I said I said about a seven. Yeah, yeah, so, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was that movie's insane. Where he's literally taking control of all the Pokemon's minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's a cool villain. He yeah, is. That was, that was a really cool villain. And he has development, too. Mm-hmm. He actually yeah. comes back in a Gen 5 movie. Really? Oh, does he really? Yeah. He uh, comes back and he fights Genesect, who's basically having the same issues as Mewtwo had in the first movie. And uh, Mewtwo's like, know. don't do this, don't hurt the humans. Like, they didn't, you know. Then they're breeding and multiplying, and Mewtwo has to fight all of them off, I think. Huh. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on from there, we have uh, we got Pokemon design, rivals in the evil team, and we have impact on the series left. Okay, so we can oh, do Pokemon post-game. design. I think that one's not that bad. Yeah, I gave. I'd, well, I'd probably go like like a seven. Yeah, yeah that's I, why I have Pokemon design seven. I have a six out of ten. Uh, I'd I've, go with a seven, but okay. So we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. And like, or maybe like two days ago or something in our call when we were like in Discord. I think like we talk, have a lot of people say like the original one fifty one are like the best or whatever, and all these other generations have stupid Pokemon. And then like Adam said, you have in gen, in Gen one the Pokemon that is just a rock with arms. Yeah, like yeah. you can't straight up attack any generation. This is just my like. I'm very passionate about this thought process because. You can't attack any generation for having bad design Pokemon, not even Gen 1, like, because of so many people admiring it. Um, I feel like there are a lot of really, really nice designs, like a freaking turtle with dual shoulder cannons and a massive sea leviathan. But some of them are just, like, snakes and a rock with arms, like we said, Geodude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, spoiler alert, I think every generation is going to get a really similar grade on this one. All yeah. Definitely. Really dope Pokemon. Legendaries are typically pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, you got the, the throwaway yes, ice cream cone. The Pidgeys. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Gen yeah. 5 might get it a little bit lower because also, there were a couple, like maybe, I'm probably going to give it like the same score as this though, like a six. Yeah. We'll see. I thought aside, thought this is a, not even about Gen 1, but I thought Gen 5 was really like, when I first played it, I thought it was the first time I felt that Pokemon didn't really rely on the earlier generations yeah fill its pokedex and i thought that was really cool it really felt like a reinventing mm-hmm. yeah though some of the designs were a little wacky yeah because it like it basically became its own thing and it was like it you know it chopped off every other generation too at the start yeah which is interesting yeah. um but yeah from away from the actual visual design of pokemon which still love so many of them mm-hmm. um from a combat perspective, the interface was a, was a little bit over par at the time. Uh, it was held back by the broken typings and singular special stat, but that's a bit complex for the yeah. Pokemon design area. Or mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier with just a lot, like a little bit more restricted, not very many like of certain types. Mm-hmm. You'd get like a choice of like one Pokemon. Yeah, yeah there was Dragon type only had Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite, which are all of the same Line. evolutionary line so and then yeah ghost type darker steel a little limited in that regard no yeah steel types and dark types also didn't exist back then so and fairy but types because fairy types were introduced in six they're remedied in uh fire and leaf green the remakes yeah yeah magnemite gets a secondary steel typing and yeah. um i think gyarados gets dragon no gyarados is a water and flying still for some unknown reason yeah, but I think it, and yeah, then I think that the only, the dragon line thing stays the same. Then I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar are like the only ghost, ghost. types. 
Mm-hmm. Um, very happy though that they're not dark types because they would have had to implement fairy earlier on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what I like about the future generations. You just get more and more choices as it goes along. This one's yeah. not, they're not going to drop six hundred Pokemon in their first game. Yeah, yeah. Really option, but I think for the starting group, it's pretty it's pretty fun. A lot of cool characters. Yeah, I like them. Going um, on with Pokemon design, can we talk about like sort of like the world design? That's not really one of the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'm, I like I it a lot. Yeah, I do too. Like, I love how the different environments sort of complement the different Pokemon that live there. Mm-hmm. There's sort of that added, like, attention to detail. Where in Cerule- is it Cerulean City? Well, whichever city Erica is in, if you fish in the pond there, you can catch Grimer. And it's noted yeah. that an NPC says, like, this city's badly polluted. And then Grimer are living in the water. Yeah, it's yeah, just, makes like, a little added thing. Like, good continuity for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For people who don't know, Grimer is a sludge Pokemon, which is just, it's this gross mass of purple poisonous fluid. So the fact that it's in the water is very muy, muy gross. Yeah. And like yeah. in Mount Moon, all the Pokemon you catch can evolve. Like most of them evolve with the Moonstone. Yeah. Sort of like they have, it's really cool how they sort of yeah. keep the Pokemon in areas where you think they would be if it was like a real life thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of fire-type Pokemon, aren't they, in, uh, like, Blaine's Mansion? They're, yep. Yeah, they're in the burnt-down mansion. And then mm-hmm. later on, on the islands, there's, like, a volcano area. And then that's where you catch a lot of the fire-types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really love the design of this one. But uh, I got to give it a 7 out of 10. Too much water. Yeah, a lot of water. Yeah, that that's just a joke from... Uh, that's what the IN, IGN review was of Hoenn. Of yeah, the Gen Three games. Yeah, oh, really? I didn't know. yeah they, it's a joke now. They even huh. did it in like you know in Gen Seven where you have like the you can take pictures of things. Yep. Well, if you take a picture of something, there's like a chance that it'll have a guy say seven out of ten, too much water, and that's just <laughs> like what they said about Gen Three. And that's cool. The, yeah, the writers are salty about that. I love little Easter eggs like that. People yeah, being petty in game. Yep, that's cool. Yeah. Um. I think so, yeah, I think the world's really cool. It's got a lot of cool like towns and places, and like it's all thematically fitting. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I gave enough appreciation going back to a previous topic about like this is sort of related to the geography, but mm-hmm. how the final gym is in the first. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. That that the is first genius yep. design choice. Yeah, cool. how you can't get in there for the entire game, and then at it's the very the end you see. And it's like, man, I wonder what's in there. And then yeah. it just sets up the plot twist so well. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Plot twist. Like, oh, crap. It's d- the guy I've been fighting the whole game. Yeah. In the, um, in the future games, what was it? In Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, in the post game of that, where you go into Kanto again, Giovanni isn't the final gym leader. No, it's, uh, it's Blue. Or yeah. Or yeah. And instead of actually fighting Blue in the Pokemon League in that post game, you actually go and fight Red, who's at the top of Mount some yep. yeah Mount Silver. Yeah, I remember that. it's very he's interesting. The, I'm pretty sure he's the strongest NPC trainer you can fight. Yeah, yeah, he had like all level 80s or something. Yeah, yeah like Pikachu was, was maybe 85. I think yeah, it was they were super high level. Well, the yeah, fact yeah. that there were 16 gyms in that game and one po and basically like. Two champions. Yeah. They had to do something about that. The Pokemon League stays the same. They just get a lot better Pokemon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I was just refighting them, and they have, like, Pokemon from all different generations. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Koga. Koga becomes a member of the Elite Four in that one. Yep. That's I really like that, too, how in the the sequel games, it's sort of a continuation of the same story you just see like characters moving up, moving down, just whole Cinnabar Island's just completely gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just sort of displays how the world can change in such short time. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive story writing how and Jasmine, who is Koga's daughter, is now <laughs> running the gym that he Lance becomes the champion. He was originally the fourth member of the Elite Four. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um yeah. cool. So speaking of post game, uh, that's another category that we were going to go through. Whoa, um, demon noise. <laughs> huh. 
Sorry about that. Um, I gave post game and events two out of ten. Are we talking about just strictly um, the red, blue, green, yellow? I was personally reviewing uh, red, blue, green, and yellow. Uh, For fire red, leaf green, all that, I would give it... uh, I didn't play much of those games, but I know the basic gist of what happens post-game, and I would give it, I'd say, 6 out of 10. This, Yeah, so, like, the first-generation game, it doesn't... They probably weren't planning on adding anything into the game. Yeah. At the end. Like, now, every single Pokemon game, it's, like, three months in, hey, like, go, or, like, there's this big event going on where you can get on this boat, and, yeah, so it takes you to new areas or whatever. You can't do that on a Game Boy, so... Yeah, they had very. I think the Mew event was only in Japan, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more limited to what they can do. I think it's just so. In this one, I kind of looked at like replayability and Uh like how much you could after you beat everything. How much can you continue to like keep playing it? And I'd I'd probably go with like four or five. There aren't that many Pokemon you can catch. Like eventually, you just run out of stuff to do. Yeah, and you need to get your friends trade because they're always the exclusives. Yeah, yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, true. I, I if we're talking about strictly just the uh, the original GB color games, mm-hmm. I would give it up to probably because I mean all there is to do is go explore Cerulean Cave and catch Mewtwo, yeah, and then maybe glitch your way to a Mew or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I I put down there was only really the Pokemon League rematch as a post game mm-hmm. activity in the first game, but um, the Game Boy Advance remakes. I gave that that uh, post game a nine because mm-hmm. they add like four more islands for you to explore in the Sevi Islands, and there's yeah. also like a continuous storyline. Yeah, wasn't yes, there but... a um, which game was it that had the uh, Battle Frontier? I I think they introduced that in the Hoenn region. Or uh, no, maybe 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 Gen two. I don't know, but I know since the Hoenn region has like battle tents and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. the Gen One doesn't have Battle Frontier. Yeah, I think it's in this game. But so like yeah, the events... kind of constricted in what you can do towards the end in this one. Yeah, the events in the the Game Boy Advance remakes though, you can get Deoxys, you can get Mew. Right, no, you can't get Mew. That's only an Emerald. You can get you can get all sorts of Pokemon in events. I pretty you can get one of the uh, legendary beasts as a roaming Pokemon. I think Latios and Latios are also events. Mm-hmm. There there are a lot of events. Yeah. Like post game, yeah, that was probably like a main complaint with the first game, so they kind of addressed it going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's like, Yeah, it was really awesome up until the point where you beat the game and just you walk around and yeah, fight more Pidgeys. Yeah, you go know? talk to yeah. my mom. <laughs> Cape also an option, so I sort of gave that a big boost because there's a lot more areas to explore post game, mm-hmm. and if you're like alive when they had events or whatever, yeah, you, yeah. You'd, there'd be a bunch of event Pokemon you could get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Good old Mew, the playground envy Pokemon. But the yeah, fun fact though, you can't get Mew in Fire Red and Leaf Green. It's, yeah, it was an event in Pokemon Emerald for some reason. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Now the only um, you said that the only legal way of obtaining it now is through uh, Ranch. Yep. Yeah, Pokemon Ranch. Put nine hundred ninety nine Pokemon into the ranch, and you can trade it for a Mew. You could trade like I don't know what Pokemon she wants that to choose from you. I know you can get Fiona for a Leafeon, but I don't know what the uh, Mew is. Huh, weird. Yeah. For a Leafeon? Why? I, I don't know, man. Fiona is just so. Diet Manaphy. But it's still a, it's still mythical. True. Yeah. But fun fact, um, Nintendo didn't even know about like Mew's development or like in, that Mew was in the game until like after it was released. Because the main programmer... He programmed it in like three weeks before the game was released. That's, That's actually cool. dope. Yeah, and they're like little nods to Mew being in the game. It, it was, it's cool. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, I love little cool. little tidbits like that. Yeah. Um. So I think we only have one more area to go over, and this one rivals. Yeah, rivals impact right. Uh, rivals and oh yeah, we have impact too. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's do rivals before we'll save impact for last because yeah, that's kind of like yeah, okay. The last one. 
So regarding rivals, Gary is we can all agree here, Gary is the best rival in the series, yeah, indisputably. It's, it's legendary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's irritating, up. but not to the point where he's annoying. He's frustrating because you need to fight to get to him. And like you need to constantly be on your toes for when he's going to attack you before yeah. you get to the Pokemon Center. Uh, you need exactly. to. Yeah. It's crazy. So we're it's... obviously all on the younger side. But I think it, like, imagine how cool it would be for the first time ever watching the show while playing the game, having the same rival as the main character. Yeah. Like back when it first, like that is so dope. That would have been then, like, you get to the very end, you finally beat all the elite four. You're like, I did it. I won. And then he's just sitting there. Yeah. That would have been like best battle ever. Yeah. Yeah. Even plus it's really super hard. Plus you win the Pokemon league and Ash loses. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I'm true. better than Ash. <laughs> yeah. yeah <true. laughs> At least I caught them all, stupid. Yeah, so yeah. this this would definitely get a high rating, probably like I'd say like a like a nine. Yeah, See, I give it. I think it's, yeah, I would give the rival a nine out of ten, maybe a ten out of ten. Now yeah. the evil team, mm-hmm. Rocket. Hey, they're iconic. I, they are iconic. I would hot give take them, incoming. Yeah, hot take incoming. I would give Team Rocket maybe a three out of ten. Ooh, I give them like. Seven to eight, yeah. Out of ten. I I go. I would go seven, probably. See, because they're like the Pokemon mob, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like Evil Team wise, I'm not saying Galactic is better. Uh, I'm gonna say that Team Plasma is like the pinnacle of it. I'm still comparing it to like other games as well. Yeah. Um, I'd say like Team Plasma was maybe like the best team that we've had so far to fight against. Mm-hmm. because of the use of, like, Getsis and how organized it was and how set up and, like, how it had this rising. It was just this cult where, yeah. in regard to Team Rocket, with it being the mob and it was just, we just want Pokemon. I feel like that was a good starting point for the series, mm-hmm. but they didn't really have a whole lot. to Like, they were lacking a lot, which is what sort of yeah. brings it down on my list. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, they probably, like, had to do this for their first villain. They can't, like, jump over, like, like, the, big, like the main thing of the game is Pokemon. That's what this is about. Yeah. So the main villains have to be aiming just to get all. Yeah, so I think that's probably I why think, they don't like, have this complex plan like other guys have. Yeah. yeah, like, they're not trying to reshape the universe like Team Galactic. They're just like, we want Pokemon and money. Yeah, and they're not getting, yeah. into, like, the ethics of Pokemon, like, with N in Gen 5. Yeah. N was, N was really cool. N might get like another nine out of ten from me on like mm-hmm. rival wise. To me, Go. Team Rocket in the context of the original games, they're just they're. I feel like they're thematically appropriate, just because they see they're like they're obviously big before your trainer even starts to do anything. But like uh-huh. you progress through, you sort of see their influence more and more. Like the first time you really see them. They're like they've destroyed this guy's house, and yeah, they, yeah, and so it's like you get a sense of urgency from them. You're like these guys are obviously bad, and then like mm-hmm. their goal is kind of lame though. Like get all the Pokemon, but mm-hmm. for the first game, I think Nintendo and Game Freak did a genius idea or like had a genius marketing thing. Catch them all. What are yeah. they want to do? Yeah. Want to catch them all? Like everywhere you went, it was catch every Pokemon. And exactly. so I think that also ties in with how they made and marketed the games. You had to have both games or all three games, if you want to count yellow, take mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yeah. So they sort of drilled this like idea into our heads that we want to get them all, but we can't get them all unless we buy the other game. So it's sort of like a genius yeah. marketing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it worked pretty well. Yeah. It's pretty funny. A lot of people did that. Yeah. Or you trade with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. But who had friends? <laughs> yeah. And you got, back then you had to use like the cord and play. Yeah, you use a GBA of Link, or not even GBA, the Game Boy Link cords. Yeah. Yeah. That, that golem somehow, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the right. thing is, like, they show you the Pokemon you can't get in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you'll be able to see every Pokemon. And it's like... I can't get these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want them, you know? It's beyond my reach. It's a forbidden love. 
Yeah. So I think that's like why they went with the sort of Team Rocket catch get all the Pokemon thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in- reinforce that idea. That's yeah, a really. Then that's established for the entire series. Basically. Exactly. And then, like, from that, they can make more elaborate storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the second gen, their whole thing was, their we want to bring Giovanni. back Giovanni. Yeah. Which, I've, I really like that storyline. Yeah. Sort of how, um, is it Silver? Silver is the redhead guy? Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, it's Silver. Silver's like Giovanni's son. Oh. Yeah. It's sort of like it's like a whole and like one of and one of the execs is a redhead, Team Rocket execs. It's mm-hmm. like I miss I miss Giovanni or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every like every storyline from the first one takes it in a new direction. Like Gen three, we have like ego terrorists trying to change. The <laughs> yeah, crazy. trying. To, I don't want water anymore. Yeah, well, I don't want <laughs> land anymore. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gen four, we have like that. That's that one's just insane. That's crazy. It's yeah, like, like I want to change the universe because spirit is crazy, and I don't want spirit anymore. And we need to get rid of time and space. But I need to. I need to use time and space in order to get. Rid- it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then Gen five is obviously that one. That's an amazing story right there. I love that one. But yeah, I haven't played Gen. I know Gen sevens is pretty cool. I know Gen six is like the fashion guy or something. I don't really. Yeah, Gen Six is ew. That one has the, that one has a really cool like guy who's just infant. He he just lives forever though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just has an immortal. I like in-game. that. I like that little cool thing. Yeah. Um. So moving on from rivals onto our final topic on this subject, uh, impact on the series. Easy ten. Yeah, okay. I think we all. Yeah. Have- that's a straight because it made the the series yeah you guys may no. think i'm i'm heartless regarding this entire gen but it, it did fantastic things for yeah, my favorite one long impact yeah no. <laughs> I, I got 10 on 10 it out of 10. literally established everything like going forward it's like yeah it it like even you talked about earlier with like the first gym or whatever you can literally just walk around the trainers that mm. happens in like all like all the following games pretty much too yeah. right and like pretty much almost all the game mechanics are like pretty. They're almost exactly the same. Yeah, except yeah. for like the special stat that changed. Yeah, it just yeah. it like set in what is going to happen for every other game. Like the like HMs, HMs are still they're all crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like okay, so this generation, TM, we're like we need the Pokemon that can evolve through trading. We got to get that done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Pokemon yeah. who evolve through fire, leaf, and such stones. Like we don't want mm-hmm. those to fall to the wayside. Um, Pikachu became so iconic that they've had a Pikachu clone in every generation. We got Pikachu, we got Pichu, or plus one Minun, um, uh, Pachirisu, yeah, or Dedene, all those. Yeah. The interesting thing though is that the first generations they didn't have any box legendaries, yeah, and that's yeah, something didn't. that sort of stemmed from Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I, I find kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, Gen One's whole thing was they were based around the starters, but you yeah. couldn't do that in future games because all the starters were based around those colors anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's another tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah they. Yeah. It also began the tradition unknowingly, I think, that like the fire types are supposed to be based on um, Chinese zodiac. Oh. So we got the monkey in Gen 4, the dragon in Gen 1. We got um, the Gen chicken in Gen 3. Gen 2 is like... I, it's, it's the weasel or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dinosaurs. In Gen 5. Well, oh. dinosaurs for the grass types. And I think it's weapons. For, no, it's not weapons. It's weapons. something. For a water type? Yeah. I don't know. And Polion. The water types are pretty diverse. Yeah, the water types are different kinds of things. They might just be aquatic animals. Yeah, Yeah. I I think think it's just, yeah, that's what it seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 very interesting. You got to give a 10 to that pretty much. Yeah, basically. It started pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it started the rival trend, started like the having a main villain team, eight gym leaders, Mm -hmm. except uh, Gen 7 does break that mold with the Kahunas. Yeah, yeah. True. that makes um, it up a lot. But yeah, the Kahunas are still basically like the gym leaders. Yeah, are there any and of I, them still? There's four Kahunas, and there's 
Uh, I think seven trial captains. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But there are um are there there is an elite four though, right? There is an elite four. Yeah. So that that's another thing started. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The There's always a champion. Gen seven did something unique though, where you are the champion. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I really overall. Uh, now let's move on to the final topic of as a whole. Yeah, mine is a little like I just averaged all my scores, so I yeah. it's not very reliable. <laughs> overall, I'd give it like eight, eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave I, it a. I, a seven out of ten. Yeah, seven. I'd go seven. Uh, it did plenty of things right, and and has such a large scale adoration. And a game like this isn't just love for nostalgia. Uh, it's bountiful with good ideas, and it outsourced mm-hmm. them into future games. Uh, yeah. I can't say I love Generation One for all it gave, but yeah, it's, it's definitely like, like you would expect from a first generation game. It's got yeah. a lot of fun stuff, but. There's has, still m- many improvements that they set up. Yeah, definitely. That yeah, they can build off of. So, like, it's the grandfather of Pokemon games. So, it's not like it's not perfect. Like some '90s kids would have you believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, like the very first generation. Ones. Yeah, yeah. But like they're they can literally be destroyed with game breaking glitches and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can. But- I can certainly say that I see where Gen 1 purists are looking from, but I would never go to an argument at that angle. Uh, Candidly, I would honestly never play one of the original, like, Gen 1 games through. I'd I'd just stick to Fire Red and Green. True. It's pretty much the same exact thing, less glitches, and a better post-game. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Cool. Yeah. Um, All right, so is that all we're talking about, or do you think we have time for other stuff i think we have time for other stuff all right yeah what's uh pick my brain what's up so well i guess we talked about it earlier like what we normally would have done here is like insert like something i wanted to talk about i don't want to talk about and i guess we do have enough time to do that Mm -hmm. so adam did you bring any topics that you would like to discuss um no (laughs) no (laughs) not quite yet i'll think about something you've been watching you want me to go first sure you go first typically think of something and tj you can think of something it's Basically, any pop culture thing that you've been into recently, TV show, movie, whatever, game. I think what I want to talk about, because I typically just bring these up off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So, probably the biggest thing for me this week was the new Childish Gambino songs. I don't know if you guys have listened to oh, those. Oh, they released? Yeah. Is this so, he released, he released two new songs. Oh, man. And basically, whenever I told anybody that, they're like, is it like this is America or is it like Redbone, dude? Are and, they insinuating that Redbone is a bad song? Cause no, that okay. They're insinuating. I like think the style because he he changes his style a lot. Yeah, people. I think people know Redbone's like a good song and that album's solid, but a lot of people that's just not their type of music. Yeah, like the soul funk yeah. type thing. I love that album. Pretty much, I would compare this these two new songs. So the songs are "Summertime Magic" and. Oh, I can't remember. It's something else summer themed. I can look it up real quick. Um, but they're kind of, when I first heard it, I'm like, this is basically good Maroon 5. Huh. Which is what it feels like. So it's, so it's like something from like, say, Camp? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really like, it's pop music. He does not rap a whole lot. Like, it, but if you look into the lyrics, it, it is considered R&B and soul. So it's called, he called it the Summer Pack. And it comes with summertime magic and feels like summer. And they're just like upbeat summertime music. Um, but if you read the lyrics, it's still like, man, this is actually still deep. It's not just like mindless lyrics. It's like, okay, I see, I see where he's going with this one. So they're really good songs. They're, yeah, perfect summer kind of music. It's not like This Is America where it's going to explode. Yeah. It's, it's just extremely like, serious music video. Yeah, it's more but, like his other stuff. Like, it's not yeah. super big, but it's still, like, really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing I really liked about uh, Awaken My Love. Yeah. Like, the style was so strange and far off from his other work. But, like, the whole, I, for me, almost every song on that album is related to his son. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the name comes from. Like, he's telling Awaken My Love. He's like, it's about yeah. his son. Yeah, exactly. I, really exactly. I think, songs. I don't think, I can't think of any other artist that can make 
that kind of switch that is working today. Yeah. It's like people love people love Drake. I don't think Drake could make a crazy new different like album like that. Yeah, exactly. That that album like it it was so far off from what I listened to before it. Yeah. It was like is this even the same artist? It it was it was crazy. Yeah, and the fact that he made like a a soul song go number one on every mm-hmm. chart basically like it's just it's yeah. it's crazy. He's he's an influence yes. So yeah, yeah, definitely worth listening. The songs are great. For yeah. sure. I Either would, you guys have something else to bring up? I do have something else to bring up. So on the topic of music, um, I've been listening to a band recently as well called Stage Kids. Ooh, and um, yeah, it's very interesting. I was watching videos of Drew Gooden, who's like my favorite. Hey, I love Drew Gooden. Yeah, Drew Gooden's like a fallen star from Vine. Not really fallen. He's just an angel who has blessed YouTube. <laughs> um, I take a lot of my comedic prowess from him. Not as jokes, just I try and oh, we use jokes. him as a <laughs> joke stealer alert. <laughs> so basically, Stage Kids is they're like, I'd say they're indie. They're like an indie band. Yeah. But they do instrumentals and they're very interesting. And it's like they, it's almost like some of their music strays off beat. So like psychedelic type stuff. Sort of. Uh, my friend described it to me as like, you know, really soothing yet striking. Hmm. You can really he and my friend who is also TJ's cousin. Um, he's very into music and he really enjoyed yeah. listening to that. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, set of songs, and so it's, I would highly. The artist is are, the artist are Stage Kids. Yes. Is it a specific album or just like their music in general? Uh, I would go for I think it's called Three Twenty One, cool or something Three Hundreds. Uh, it's mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, really interesting music. Uh, interesting instruments. Uh, are they are they like purely instrumental? Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. I can see why uh, Nino would appreciate that. He's he fo- he likes to focus a lot more on like the technical aspect of music and like how it's played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should have him on sometime so he can talk about guitar stuff. Yeah, have him talk. He loves that stuff. Like, yeah, he'll break down pieces of work for you. Yeah, yeah. he showed me songs the other day that were songs that like just emotionally struck him. Yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big Hendrix fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. TJ, you have something you want to bring up in the pop culture kind of realm? I mean, I've been going to work uh, playing Pokemon. That's it? <laughs> that sounds like a solid combo, though. Yeah. Let me think. I mean, I don't know. We could touch a little bit on, like, Gen 4, but I feel like that'd be another podcast. Instead. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you guys have been replaying Pokemon Platinum along Wait. with each other. Oh, heck yeah. Which yeah, is where yeah, that comes from. Yeah, platinum, I have Pearl. I yeah, beat yeah. Platinum in like yeah, seven days. That game, dude. Yeah. So I just got my Pearl fixed. So now I've I caught Shaman and oh I'm, yeah. I'm trying to beat the Elite Four on the uh Heart Gold and Soul Silver so I can reset all the legendaries. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, solid podcast, boys. That sounds yeah. that might be a wrap. Yeah. It's over. So- Ricker. You wanted to Rat. like shout out what we were going to talk about next week. Yeah, uh, I kind of don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were thinking possibly uh, we could talk about uh, the Incredibles. We we referenced that in our A Man and the Wasp, like in the fighting combat. Like the but I think first we... one or the sequel, sequel or both. Or I mean, we could talk about both. Yeah. Good. Both yeah. are very like, influential in my life, but. Um, I think that might actually be what we do because there's a lot to talk about in that movie. Yeah. Especially like we couldn't really talk spoilers when we reference it on Ant-Man and there are a lot that I'd like to talk about there. Yeah, I need mm-hmm. to watch the second Incredibles movie though. It's really good. Yeah. I it's very, very good. Yeah. Spoiler for next podcast, just go watch it if you haven't. We should yeah, it's a great movie. We can watch both. Yeah. I have the first one. Yeah, yeah. I love the first one. The first one. Cool. The, the first one's actually like it's an incredible piece of cinema. Like I rewatched it, and it's so mm-hmm. different from when you were a kid and watched it. It it's crazy. Yeah, that's my favorite Pixar movie. And then this one came out, and maybe I like it more. I'm not sure. Really, it's 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 that good. 
It, it I, may be my favorite Pixar movie. It might be recency bias right now, but it's freaking so good. That's awesome. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very good. It's like my favorite Pixar movie. I think uh, the first one's my favorite one right now, but no, actually there are... Okay, wait, we can talk about pop culture Pixar. Mm-hmm. We, there are so many good... Plenty of movies to talk about there. Yes. Like, Bugs Life is... That's a great movie. Scary. I love the, the German caterpillar. I, the, the part that scares me the most is when they start to burn. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone, but it's like a twenty-year-old movie. But yeah, <laughs> they start burning down like their home, and I'm like, oh my, it's brutal, dude. Yeah, uh, that movie scared me as a kid. But yeah, Pixar has—they're an incredible animation studio. Yeah, yeah, recently with, I mean, Incredibles two, Coco, yeah. Inside Out, like uh, nonstop incredible. Movie. I mean, yeah. Cars. Uh, big Hero Six too, right? They, yes. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's. They make. So. Um. Do they make? Uh. Ralph. Was it Wreck It Ralph? I don't think so. No. Well, okay. that's an also. That's also really good. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Because yeah. is Big Hero Six Pixar? That's the first thing that shows up as soon as you type "is big." <laughs> um, is big. I think it's just. I think Big Hero Six is just Disney, and Ralph is just okay. Disney. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they have. They made an, an, a bunch of classics. Toy Story, that was mm-hmm. a star. Yeah, Toy Story yeah. three made my brother cry. Toy, that, Toy Story oh, yeah. three made That's me cry, man. That was, man, that ending really gets you. It came I mean, out when he was going to college. So. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's like we. I mean, and your brother, who's a little bit, who's older than us, um, we grew up at a really good time for animated movies. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Like Pixar and Disney in their prime. We grew up in the uh, renaissance of Studio Ghibli in America. Yeah. Like a little later than that. Yeah. I remember Spirited Away was huge. Mm-hmm. Spirited Away made me feel uncomfortable in certain cases, oh, yeah. but it was a fantastic movie. Dude, it was a scary, like, I'll be straight up honest with you. That movie mm-hmm. is kind of terrifying if you're a child and watching it. Yeah. Like, you a would see your parents are turned into pigs in front of you. Yeah. No face, super creepy yeah. things trying to eat you. A giant witch woman runs towards this little girl at top speed, making no sound whatsoever. Yeah. It, that movie would scare you as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't like but, your, Jack, isn't your scariest childhood movie, James and the Giant Peach? I Okay, so scary, probably, but man, that animation... Is just gross. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it definitely scared me as a child. Looking back on it now, I mean, I don't know if it would scare me, but I don't like looking at that movie. Confessions yeah. on. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm. That's that's it. Never once on a podcast. The scariest thing I've seen when I was a child was an episode of um, what's that show? Dean and the other guy. It's a like all the girls like it. Supernatural. Yeah, Supernatural. I didn't know the Supernatural. It's this episode where, like, this the ghost of this kid that drowned. It's, like, drowning people. Oh, yeah. It scared the crap out of me as a kid. I have, like, a fear of, like, deep water now. (laughs) I have a fear of watching Supernatural. Hot take. True. That's that's one of those things that just achieved too much popularity for me to ever watch it. Yeah. It's, like, it's... Really, the filler. It reminds me of. Have you have either of you seen the X Files? Oh uh, yeah, uh, it reminds yeah. me of like that. Like the yes. filler episodes are really really good, but like yeah, the yeah. story is just sort of like, I don't I don't really. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's basically like every time somebody tells me to watch that show, I'm like, that's another year I'm gonna wait before I watch it. It's yeah. like so getting I'll your driver's it. license. Yeah, it's like that. It's so I'll watch it when I'm 250 years old, basically. Because yeah, that's all everybody said. Yeah. Now I can't really talk because back when Rick and Morty wasn't like as big as it is now, I would always tell people to watch it. So I am a well, bit of a hypocrite there. But at least Rick and Morty was good before the fan base destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you could say that for Supernatural. I mean, yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm, I bet it's a good show. I don't, yeah. think I don't think people watch it for no it's, reason. I bet it's, it's good. Like the fan base just absolutely murdered it, though, and like <laughs> there really isn't like a congruent plot. Yeah, a lot of people weirdly sort of watch it for the two brothers to kiss oh that's way too far yeah Uh, you're telling me bro (laughs) yeah so yeah that's i guess we'll end on supernatural not our thing all right um really quick next week incredibles 
we're planning on the next week after that. We'll both be in Florida together during the release of Mission Impossible 6. So we might record a podcast if we see that. Don't fight. (laughs) Yeah, so look for that. I will search everywhere for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, really quick before we drop off, uh, everyone's favorite Pokemon from Gen 1. Oh, gosh. Mine's Magikarp. Lock it in. I think mine is uh, Dragonair. Yeah. All right. Well, see you guys next time on the Schmeepcast. All right. Later. See ya.